Activate podcast mode. <laughs> Hello, creatives. Welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James, and that's our new intro. Activate. I like it. Activate podcast. Do you like? You, do you like it? Yeah. Because I'm going to commit to it. All right. Um, today we're going to be talking about lying. Great. So I, then, did I just lie about liking your Activate podcast? I'm guessing you did. All right. So do you have to correct your lie right now? I don't. I don't hate Activate podcast. Maybe if I use it sparsely, yeah. sparingly. So for those of you who don't know, I have committed to the rest of 2022 to the absolute truth. So no lying at all. Um, I read the book by Martha Beck called The Way of Integrity. She speaks about her year of not lying and just how transformative and beautiful it was. And I was really intrigued by it. I've had a conversation with James previously because James got really into this topic a while ago. Um, and I was like, nah, I'm not about it. Who cares? Like, I don't really lie. So I don't care. Um, but having read Martha Beck's way of framing it, I really am really interested in it. And there's been a lot of interest online about it when I talk about it. So we wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. I'm, and just in the interest of telling the truth, I just fucked with the sound levels a little bit. So sorry about your eardrums. And I realized what I was doing halfway through. So many apologies. Many apologies. That's what happened. Mm. And I own it. Lovely. Yeah, we take we come at this from two quite uh, slightly different angles, I think. I think we do, yeah. Also, in the interest of truth-telling, why is my t-shirt wet if you're watching the video? Well, I, Amy rushed me out of the shower a little bit. That's not true. I know you didn't. Um, I ran out of the shower and didn't dry myself properly. And basically, my t-shirt has dried my torso. So that's why. So enjoy. Um, this, isn't a, this isn't a podcast where we just tell people inane random truths. We're right. talking I mean, about lying. Sorry, because because we'll come back to that later. But what will I, mean, I think something that's interesting about not lying is it doesn't mean just saying absolutely everything. Yes. Um, and you can obviously omit things, but maybe we'll get to that, to that later. Yeah, let's get to that later. Cool. Um, I would like to, how, where should we start? Um, why? Like with the two angles that we've come to this from? Yeah, sure. So I'll just talk about it from Martha Beck's perspective and, and how I saw it through the, the lens of, of Martha's book. Um, so she just found that every time she said a little white lie, every time she deviated from the truth, every time she you know, patchworked some sort of narrative together that wasn't in her integrity, she moved away from who it was she, she is. And she moved away from her integrity. And I was thinking about just like where you know, where do I lie in my life? And like, you know, does it move me away from who I truly am? And I was thinking about it and as I reflected upon it and also as I played with it. So over the last like two weeks, I've not been lying at all. Um, and if I do, I, I correct myself. Um, if, I you do, know, if you notice, if I do. notice that I've done yeah. it, I will then go correct myself. Um, I do, I feel, I don't really know how to explain, but I feel more whole. Like I feel more unapologetically me mm. and I think for me a lot of the my lying is being apologetic or trying to make someone else comfortable or prioritizing someone else's well-being above mine um and so by doing this it really just brings me home to who I am unapologetically and I'm really enjoying that yeah and the I, I love that angle I haven't read Martha's book mm. I really want to read it it sounds incredible um and but and that's that integrity angle has always really struck me like i've always felt a very strong pull to integrity mm. in what i'm doing with my days so for example this is this came back to when i was trying different jobs before i locked into this mm. what we're doing now basically um because of amy's good work i in job jobs that didn't sit with me with my integrity i felt an almost I think I talked about this before a no i felt a nausea about it like i felt a, an illness about it like 
almost from the first moment I would enter a job that wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, the people could be okay. Like the work could be, you know, objectively not that bad, but just something that wasn't me. It wasn't and I would get integrity. A, almost like I grew sick from it mm-hmm. very quickly with, I'd notice it from the first day and within a month I would be unwell. Like I would be losing weight. I'd be unable to stomach food. I would Mm. be sleeping poorly. Like it was, and like these were not, as I said, not necessarily very stressful environments. Just, I don't know why I have a very strong reaction to this sort of thing. Uh, Particularly in that, um, I feel very, like a lot of integrity in what we're doing now, which really helps me a lot Mm. um, to be healthy and to feel healthy because I cannot be healthy when I'm in a situation that's out of integrity. I just feel so broken. I think it's, you know, obviously it's very challenging for you because you get such clear signals, but it's so beautiful that you have such clear physical, visceral signals from your Mm. body when you're out of integrity. And so lying to you gives you a similar feeling. And I've always hated white lies. Not not that I, I do obviously sometimes tell white lies. I think it's really hard to avoid. But every time I do, I've always felt ill from it, like sick from it. I don't know if it's an autism thing, mm. maybe, but it's just like a, I feel almost, I feel physical reactions to lying. Even, you know, if, even texting someone, sorry, I can't come to the thing tonight because of, you know, slightly twisted reason. That makes me feel sick, almost like sick mm. to my stomach. Um, I get over it very quickly, but it's just like a little, it's almost like a little sip of poison or something. Like you've just deviated from, I mean, it's very painful. I don't even have like, like a very strong moral thing about it necessarily. It's yeah, just yeah. a literal physical reaction. I don't it's know. It's really interesting. Whereas I have always been prone to finding the truth. And I, as a person, feel that I am ethically mm, flexible. And um, I, I have always been one to, <laughs> even since I was little, you know, like, I'll add 10 to 20% on a story just for the, I just need it to, you know, mm. to be a story. Um, and socially, because I am so introverted and I've always felt deeply um, misunderstood in my introversion, I've always, you know, found ways to uh, lead a life that I'm comfortable with in terms of what I need as someone who needs a lot of alone time, but I've done it through white lies. Mm. Um, and I've just always, like, I always struggle with James. Like, James is like, I don't want to do this thing. I'm like, just tell them you have something on. And James will be like, no, I cannot do that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I do it every day. Every, yeah. d- every day I'm lying to people to get out of shit. Maybe I sh- should talk about the Sam Harris angle now. Great. Um, this is, uh, for those of you who don't know Sam Harris, he's a sort of quite, he's a podcaster and a neuroscientist who's quite controversial in several things. I don't always agree with him on everything, but has, I mean, he's a very smart, very bright person who thinks deeply about things. Um, sometimes, you know, that can lead him down interesting angles, but other times it can lead to absolute brilliance, I think. Um, and I think his, particularly his, his essay on lying um, and his podcast on lying are incredible. And a few of the points, if I, to, to summarize, it's been a while since I read the the essay, which is almost like a novella, um, but I did listen to his podcast with Ricky Gervais recently on it. And um, something that we were talking about just then, like the great, one of the great things about not lying is you never have to cover your tracks. You never have to remember. Like, you know, when you tell a white lie and you're like, fuck, then when I see that person next, I'm going to have to be like, oh yes, of course. My auntie that I saw last week, which yeah. I didn't like, you have to remember those things. You never have to worry about that sort of stress, which I think is really appealing. Um, but from a moral perspective, and once again, you know, as I said, I don't feel like there's a deep, I don't think you're a bad person if you lie. No, nor do I. Um, but he's like, the lying is, and we're going to talk about privilege a little bit in a second because it's interesting, but um, he's like, lying is the first step on the road to violence. It's like lying is the first step on, well, I just cannot work with this person and I'm going, so I'm going to deviate like, the, the truth. And I'm going to have to bend my will. I'm going to have to like assert my will on them essentially by lying to them. Mm. Um, and obviously that brings up questions of, well, it's all very well and good for you and Amy because you're very privileged, mm. you know, 
upper middle class white people from Australia, you don't have a lot of situations where you can, people are going to be violent to you. or who yes. are gonna, And of course, there are many, many exceptions. Um, the classic one being, you know, if you're harboring, you know, Anne Frank's in your attic, it's the Second World War and, and the Nazis come to your door. You know, you're not, you're going to lie yeah. about her being there. Yeah. Um, that's obviously like... Because the power is unequal. And if you're yes. in danger or if you need to, you know, we lie, we do that. And, you know, we, there's a reason why we can lie, right? Like it's, yep. it's a safety mechanism and of course. it protects us. Yes, of course. And and you can see that it's it's very useful in several situations. But um, it, it's, uh, I mean, this angle of you don't have to cover your tracks. It's a, it's it's aggressive to do it to someone else, essentially, especially someone that you are trying to foster. I think a strong relationship with, including to yourself. So I was going to talk about that in a bit, but just I'm flagging that. Okay, lying cool. to yourself. Like. Yes, lying to yourself. Um, and I mean, I think artists we do. I do it all the time. I get really defensive, and I feel bad about. It. I get really defensive about my writing, and someone will be like, "Oh, how's your writing going?" And I'll just be like, "I guess I'll just be like, what I should do is go." I don't want to talk about it. I don't know, Aura. Just like honestly explain to you, to, to them. Honestly explain to them. And, and I have, in the past when I have, recently we were talking to our lovely friends, Cassie and Scott, about what, they were, they were like, well, why do you never want to show us your work? Like, why do you not, we'd love to read your writing. And I'd always been really defensive to them. And then when I just came out and I was told the truth, I was like, I don't, because it's such an, I was like, it's such an awkward experience because I send you my book, no matter how good it is, there's a different lens on it that you're going to read it with. And then you're going to come back to me and you're going to tell me, I, you're going to either tell me it was great, which case I won't believe you because, I mean, that's something that's interesting as well. Cause in this podcast, they talk about giving feedback, but we can talk about that later as well. Well, man, we've banked we're flagging, so flagging two, I would, I flagged two things. Um, and I just was explaining to them a lot why all the hangups I have about showing people my writing and why mm. I don't want to do it. And that felt so much better yeah. than um, just deflecting and telling them little things like, oh, it's not ready or, yeah. uh, or I don't think it's, um, you know, I don't think you'd enjoy it or something like that, like, which are just little half-truths. Yeah, half-truths. So Martha Baker talks about how um, for her, you know, she started by just not lying and then she looked at what omissions and what slight manipulations of truths, like what you're, that example mm. you just gave us, James, is perfect, um, feel uncomfortable and feel dishonest. Um, so like you don't have to go around telling people your deepest darkest things but is there a part of your life which feels a little dishonest or defensive or um, like you would feel more in your integrity if you were to reveal a bit more about what you're going through which is mm. for James that was a beautiful you know moment of truth and honesty and did it feel like you brought it back into your integrity much more into my integrity yeah. and just to it was really the amount of times and you often say this the amount of times you lie just to avoid just to avoid a little bit of extra effort or yeah. a little bit of extra uncomfortableness yeah. discomfort so i would love to just go through my experience of not lying for the last two weeks and just tell you where i've kind of pulled it out like where i felt like i've just fibbed no where i have fibbed 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 um so a big one is people say <laughs> oh do you know this place and i'll be like oh yeah oh, immediately yeah. I'm, like today, I did it today in the gym and I caught myself and I said, no, actually, I don't know where that is. Tash asked me um, if I knew this place on the beaches and I was like, yes. And I was like, wait, no. Definitely not. <laughs> I definitely have never heard of that. Yesterday, Cassie asked me if I knew a certain street which we were going to park on and I was like, yes. And then I was like, no. <laughs> definitely not. If you asked any direction, Amy. I don't know it. It's completely incompetent. I do not know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, things with James. So James requires a lot of detail in terms of anything he's interested or curious in. And um, if I feel lazy, I will often deviate from the truth in order to like give him a short answer. Um, but it never works because James will prod holes in it and be like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So 
that's been interesting. Um, yeah, uh, exaggeration of stories. So I was in a traffic jam yesterday or the day before and I wanted to tell James about it and I noticed how much I wanted to add like 10 to 20% drama to the story. Yeah. And then I was like, just told that such a mediocre story about traffic. I'm like, this would have been better if I'd lied, but, but it, it wouldn't have been it true. It had the same effect. Like if you were like, oh, the traffic was backed up to this point, 500 meters behind that point in my head. I can't really differentiate between those things. And I was, I was still shocked by your story. I'm so much traffic Because it was, it was a lot of traffic. It's not really that much, but like it was, a, it was more than you. It was a, way more than you would expect <laughs> at this particular turn. God, lives can be so mundane in such a funny way. <laughs> it's like the slightest variation to what we expect in our, in our We're like, oh my God. <gasps> you wouldn't believe. I lied to my mum and I had to ring her on the way home um, from seeing her the other day because um, she was like, how was recording? How long do you record for? I'm recording my audiobook this week. And I was in five hours. And I knew like, in the moment I didn't clock. I knew I was not telling the truth, but I didn't clock. Oh, that's a lie that I need to not tell. It was four hours, but I just felt like five hours sounded vaguely better. Hmm. So I had to ring her on the way home. I was like, I said five hours because I thought it sounded more impressive. And you, all, I, I always <laughs> just feel a little bit shit whenever I do that. And I always feel so much better when I don't. Do you know what's just amazing? A... Sorry. There you go. It's been calling people up and telling them that I lied to them. Yeah. And being like, calling my mom and saying, I lied about that. And it just feels like so yeah. relieving. Like, yeah. It's like writing a thank you letter or something. Oh my God, no. It's like, it's just like a weight off my shoulder that mm. I didn't even realize I was carrying. And also it creates a really interesting and beautiful part of your relationship. And I also had to tell Cass that I had no idea what street she was on. I was like, I lied to you just then. There's something so vulnerable and intimate about confessing that you manipulated truth. And I really loved it. Mm. Yeah. I think um, in the, speaking of relationships and what it does for relationships, in the Ricky Gervais, Sam Harris podcast, I think something that was really interesting is they were talking about how, like giving feedback to friends. So Ricky, and Sam both often get people coming and give, oh, Sam will get people someone going, oh, can you read this book? Or, this, you know, Ricky will get someone, can you read this screenplay? And Ricky was like, oh, I just lied to them and tell them it was good. And Sam was like, well, but isn't the actual best thing for them to do for them to tell them your honest opinion? See, here's And this where is really I, tricky. I think really it's a hard. really gray area for us because both Amy and I are like, ooh, because we've been on the receiving end of what I would say is like people who would try and be as mean as possible mm. with their feedback. Mm. And that's different. Because it's like, you have to give the good and the bad, I think, in that situation. But I do think if you can do it, and, and you know, we often talk about giving feedback is such a skill. It is such a and skill. And I think if you're bad at the skill, I don't think you should be giving it, honestly. Like, you should just be choosing to omit. Omit, yeah. And, or not. Or, or like, not um, participate. Or not participate. Yeah. Because it is really fucking hard to do it well. Something and that, sorry. I was just going to say, like, a good, someone good at giving feedback will give the bad in such a way that it feels constructive and yeah. great. And exciting. And exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's like something that you can improve on and it's amazing. And they will give, and then because they're given the bad, and this is what Sam Harris says, because you've been brutally honest with someone, essentially, they'll, they'll trust, trust you. you forever. Like, the, And they won't come to you unless they want honesty. Yeah. But obviously this isn't a license just to be a dick. Yeah. And there's a big, there's a big difference there because it's like, it doesn't mean you can just go around essentially just brutalizing people yes and that's that's I mean, not fun. no one likes there's that. consent there has to be consent there as well of course, in cons the relationship. consent compassion um a genuine desire to be helpful to people also sorry i really want to talk yeah you've been talking sorry i'm bit. very sorry the big thing here is that when we're talking about 
um, creative feedback is that the person who's giving feedback has to understand that they may not be correct. Yes. And this is something that I feel like Sam Harris did not get. Well, Ricky was pointing it out, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Sam Harris suggested this thing of, say you have a, a really good friend who wants to be an actor, but they just can't act. And, you know, you just watch them struggle, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and Ricky was calling Sam out and saying, how do you know? What they can and can't do. Because Sam was do. suggesting you should honestly tell them. Oh, if they ask, stop. If they ask you, do you think I'm going to make it? You should honestly say, no, I think you should stop. Yeah. And it's like, like well, why what do you know you about know? acting? Why would you know that they can't make it? Yeah. Like, you know, art is so subjective. Yes. And the, we have to understand when we are giving feedback that we can be honest, but we always have to sit in that honesty with knowing that we may not be correct mm. and that we do not have all the information and that we do not know, we might not be the right person to judge. So like, it's really complex. But I do believe, obviously I believe in honest, um, you know, and... I believe in honest feedback. Yeah. Because um, I was saying to Amy the other day, I'm annoyed that she's basically never given me critical feedback. I, I just... I, oh? I don't think that's true. Okay. I think that I'm a really, really big lover of your work, but I will often say, I don't think that works. I don't think this well, works. Okay. I'm worried about this. What, what's happening here? And do you know what happens? What? You get super defensive. Ouch. That's some truth telling. <laughs> Hit hard. So I... Perhaps that's been... You know, I don't know. Then maybe I, I don't want to give you feedback because if you're going to be defensive. Wow, there you go. I don't know. It's not what you said; it's the way you said it. Oh, it's got a good background. Oh, nice! There. Congratulations. Well, I mean, you're probably. I'm right. sorry. No, I I just mean. Are you, are you angry at me? I'm not. I'm just. I'm more sad that that's what you think happens. I'm sorry. It has happened once or twice. Or I'll like have questions about it. I think Do you that's know what, what happens, happens is I get annoyed at you when you're like, what about this, this, and this? And yes. I'm like, I've explained that to you four times in the past when we've been talking about my book. And that's annoying to me that you don't. Right. That's what I think I get annoyed at. Right. So I'm like, were you not listening to me? Sorry, you've written a lot of novels. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this probably is a private conversation. I guess so. I guess so. I'm sorry. It's okay. I I'm sure there's plenty for me to work on there as well. Um, I... I trust your feedback very much um, and you are incredibly encouraging but again I don't know that you give me a huge amount of constructive feedback I just believe you because I know I'm excellent you are good you're very good I give you a lot of feedback on grammar oh, and spelling yeah, but I know I'm bad at that it's not real feedback to me mm. also I'll tell you if I don't think a post is ready you will. or if you shouldn't no, post something that's true it's I... not really with my fiction it's with yeah. my non-fiction non-fiction and well, you're so good at constructive I think your idea isn't fully developed yet. yeah yeah I and i really trust your opinion on it mm. yeah you'll tell me i don't think this is ready and that feels i mean also as a vested interest in me because it's sort of my you know it's also i'm involved yeah so i'm like well i can't let that go out in the world can i <laughs> that's a piece of shit <laughs> um, whereas with fiction it's like amy has a very different writing style to me so i could if i'm like oh i want more action in this scene i know that's gonna come be i it's gonna be completely no, irrelevant do you know what feedback i always give you i just really what does she look like what do, oh yeah what what, what i never what care does she feel? What people, and you're like i don't care i don't care you write such different books yeah we i just, try i do no but you're right I, I mean that is something i i do actually like feedback on because i know i'm not i need more of that in my novel i will mm. ignore most of it but i will put some of it back in because i know that i'm going too bad on that when i write like on um, Mercury's War, I was like, you know, you've never once described your main character, not once. Like, there is no description of her. How do you describe your main character without a mirror? She put How? her brown hair behind her ear. And that's not true because Varicosis, the other POV, he sees her, sees her, 
and describes her really halfway through the book maybe that's because i gave you some feedback maybe probably <laughs> i also find i don't like to describe space very much so this is very quickly becoming a digression that you're probably not interested in um i li- don't like to describe space very much either i'm like they're in a room okay you know what a room is all right it's a fantasy room just just think about do, it do deal deal um, yeah. What we're saying, lying? I know. I want to get back to the idea that when you stop lying to others, it comes back to not lying to yourself as yes, well. Yes. Um, and I think the easier thing, weirdly, is to not lie to others. And I think that after a long time of catching yourself out in times where you're trying to manipulate truth in order to avoid to, you know, hide shame in order to, you know, like it, it comes back to you and like it looks at stuff within you that you're lying to yourself about. Um, which I think is like the magic. And I'm really excited to see how this, you know, continues to go for me. And if it looks at a lot of the stories that I, I tell myself. I have actually noticed in the last two weeks, you've been extremely mindful. Oh, interesting. Like, you have to be so mindful think to about catch lies. Yesterday, you were on the verge of a complete panic attack. Yes. And you were like the whole time just talking to me, being like, I I'm, think I'm about to have a panic attack. I feel extremely anxious. Like It was like an incredibly in-depth monologue mm. about... Where, how you were feeling, where you were at and mm-hmm. i was like watching it just being like i've never seen someone be this aware. Into, aware of what's happening in their mind it was crazy you do have to be super super aware to catch lies because i think lies often come up in very um times where you're often switched off and you're not super conscious so mm. like um in very heightened social situations where normally i'm just like fight or flight like let's get through this like so i have to be very aware what am i saying is that true especially to strangers really interesting uh, it's interesting because i was going to say to people you know really well because you get stuck in patterns that's interesting like i was noticing when i was playing Fortnite last night with lewis i just would a few little things here and there just because i'm just so i'm so used to talking shit with lewis you know because mm-hmm. he's one of my best friends and it's just like i don't know that I'm, was that to me almost is whereas if i'm with a slight stranger i'm kind of like well do i really care about you that's where we're really different yeah i often feel a lot more worried about strangers and it's why i hate that you're so strange about around strangers like james will talk to anyone like stranger danger is not a thing for james like in europe oh my god oh my god have i already told the story of the cinema oh, oh no oh i don't think so. so we get off the plane we go to the movie straight away we're in london we're in our plane outfit because we can't check into the hotel so like it's you know we're it's funky. a lot we're, we're funky we sit down There's we only- had had a shower in finland we had yeah that's but true. still still a bit funky we sit down in the cinema there's one other person there so it's a mother with like two, a few boys we're watching thor yeah holy shit i recall none of that movie it was thor um james takes off his shoes and then proceeds to just very loudly because it's not like they were sitting next to us no they were right in front of us no they, they were like over there no they were in the row in front of us and i was really stressed because i was like i had already taken my shoes off and they came because i was like oh great i was like oh my god it's a cinema totally to ourselves i can i was my feet felt so gross i was like only in an empty cinema could i take my shoes off because it would be so gross what for anyone me? to smell this you're my wife so I was like, thank God. And then, like, right as the movie's about to start, these people come in. James is like, oh, in his most broad Australian accent. So he's like, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've just taken off my shoes. If you smell anything, that's probably what it is. Like, I'm putting them back on. I'm like, shut up. Shut your face. Why are you telling these strangers? Yeah. yeah. Better, better anyway, that's just a, one example of many examples. James has no problem with being extremely strange around strangers. Whereas I feel very... Was that strange? Was it strange? Well, I'll be doing a fucking poll. Is it strange to announce to strangers in the movie theater that you've taken off your shoes and they're yeah, well, worried? I mean, when you smell? phrase it like that, of course it's strange. 
Anyway, I don't know where we were. Hmm. I flagged something else. I was talking about how strangers, I, I'm okay to be, yeah, I'm okay to, to not lie to strangers. I don't know why I've always been very sensitive to how I'm perceived. But once by again, maybe strangers. a privileged thing. Like I'm a big, you know, I'm 100 kilos. Well, I strong. Go to the gym. I've never had anyone. I mean, I've I feel like I've never felt physically threatened in my life. Mm. I've never felt. I've always felt in any situation that I'm safe, yeah. basically. So maybe it's just a maybe that comes down to it too. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a really interesting discussion. Be really mm. interested to continue this discussion with you guys. I flagged something else. So I t- telling your own truth to yourself, like when you're lying to yourself, and then I flagged something else. Fuck. Fuck. Um, something about. Yeah, I thought it was something. Maybe I was saying. Anyway, I want to discuss things that I'm excited to go forward with this experiment because I feel like I've had two weeks and I haven't been super challenged with it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see when I'm invited to a social event that I don't want to go to and where I would normally just like whip some shit out. That's what I was going to say. And obvious maybe is like the big example people say is like, well, I don't want to go to an event. The easiest thing to do is just to lie. But I think the most powerful thing to do is to say, I don't want to come because then you set an expectation in your friendship group, right? Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I think and I used to right. That if you're feeling overwhelmed or tired or you just can't, then you don't have to do stuff. And your friends should be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, they should be. And if they're not, then you've got a problem that you have to face. And I feel like there's a few relationships in my life where I've been um, lying because mm. I'm not fully understood in, in what I need um, as as Amy. And, um, and that means that I'm not giving that to myself as well. Like, I feel like by lying to others about what I need... Um, so that I can get what I need I'm almost it's shame almost mm. I'm not, I'm not mm. accepting a part of myself so I feel like a lot of this work is really turning inward and really asking I mean, me how, to look at stuff how much does our social calendar revolve around extroverts Every, everything and it's so annoying <laughs> and we have to make so many concessions to them it's just like train them <laughs> well they need to you know have that honesty yeah so yeah, yeah. I think that will be interesting for me um what else? What else things do I feel like I'm going to come across that are going to be harder? Some relationships I feel like might be a little bit more difficult to maneuver without white lies. But it's like, you know, anytime, as we're saying, anytime your safety is threatened, anytime that you're... Yeah, I mean, I would um, never compromise my like, safety for the sake of I mean, this. There are obviously some times where it's genuinely appropriate to, to lie. Yeah. And But it's just like all the small things we do constantly. It just I just want to... The thing I want to stress is always feels better like you just feel better you do to be feel in, better and i think maybe if we could just have in the last few minutes of this conversation just talking really about how much integrity is important to us as creatives like mm. to be creating in integrity which means not lying to yourself not lying to others not doing what, things just because you think other people want you to do them um it's all part of the same kind of integrity umbrella in my mm. view I mean, you've read the book i haven't but that's my understanding of it and that's how i would have always intuitively felt mm. And if I'm, and I found that with, with my book recently, like I've started to write a, a more for fun and write scenes that I think will be fun. Mm. And they feel, and that means fun to me because you can't, what is fun to other people? It's like scenes that are fun to me yeah. and they end up coming out better. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, I briefly want to talk about um, when you, when you 
don't want to tell the truth and just remind oh, people that yeah. if you do choose to take on this yeah, it's little you know, promise, important. you don't have to tell people the truth. Like if someone asks you something, you can say, and in, you know, in beautiful integrity and honesty, that's not something I really want to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, or can we discuss this later? I don't want to talk about it at this moment. And that was something that people often come back with is, well, what if I, how do I do this with my kids? Because yeah. there are certain things that my kids will ask me and I don't want them to... I don't want to have to explain to them, you know, war. I don't want to have to explain to them death, yeah. like things like that. So we can just say, you can, it's part of this is just to say to them, honestly. You're too young for this I, right now. Or I'll, you know, I'll t- essentially, I, I, I don't think, I'm not going to tell you right now, but I'll, I will yeah. tell you later. And to explain why, like, I feel um, that some of my frustration when I was younger from teachers, from just from culture was, um, oh, you're not allowed to know this, know this now. You're too young. And for me, that was never a reason. Like, I'm like, well, you have to explain more yeah. <laughs> than that. Like, yeah. why can't I? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're not parents. We, we don't understand what this is like. Of course. Um, but I do think that there's a really cool and interesting path to take with being radically honest with your children. Mm. Um, and I think it's really exciting. And I think it's really beautiful. And I don't think it needs to overstep boundaries between parent and children. I think there are ways to keep them safe and, and to, you know, have those boundaries there. But I still think that you know, radical honesty exists beautifully with very strong boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Right there, they go hand in hand. Yes, definitely. And yeah. That's definitely something I flagged before. Telling the truth is sort of, is a great way of boundary setting too. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. And also, you know, obviously Amy and I lie still. We're not like some kind of perfect people. Well, just, I haven't lied in two weeks. What well, if I have? I've corrected it. Correct. Unless but I've not realized. I'm not saying, you know, once again, this is an experiment we've been doing for two weeks. We're not trying to shame people who lie or anything. No, or, I mean, as I said, I'm very mor- morally flexible. <laughs> yeah. Like, I stole a um, mandarin from Woolworths the other day. What? I know. You stole from a multi-billion like, dollar corporation? How will they survive? Like, it was like right at the bottom. And I was like, you know what? I just, I just, it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm just going to see what Please happens. Please don't sue us, Woolworths. Anyway. First Warner Brothers, now Woolworths. I just don't care. I'm, I'm a loose unit. Mm. And I, and I stole a mandarin. Fair enough. I can't believe I confessed that. I have no problem with stealing from Woolworths. I've never done it myself, but if you, someone was like, you wouldn't steal from Woolworths. You have, you have. Oh no, I wouldn't do code. it myself. But if I saw someone doing it, I'd be like, respect, fuck him, fuck Woolworths, fuck him. Anyway, yeah. well, that's but a good way to end. That up. being said, I do quite like shopping at Woolworths. Do you? But fuck him. I don't know. I like the green. I don't like the red of Coles. Coles is too red. You're right. Yeah, Aldi's blue also is a little. I like Aldi. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't not. Like I really Aldi. enjoy shopping in Aldi, but I just think the Woolworths green is the best of the supermarket colors in Australia. In my opinion, green is best. It's fresh. Obviously, Harris Farm green. Oh, that's fancy. Oh my god! Wow! 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 Um, Do we have any news? Saying? Do we have any news? Merch is on the way. Merch is on the way, baby. It's hot. We got our samples. Um, we like them. We like them. We just want to make a few adjustments, mm-hmm. um, and you should be able to buy. List of all things you could buy, should be able to buy. You should be able to buy mugs. You should be able to buy t-shirts, uh, hoodies. You should be able to buy journals. You should be able to buy. Am I missing anything? Prints. Prints. Um, from our website yeah. soon, pretty soon. I reckon in November. Um, yeah. We could. I mean, we Christmas. could probably put it out tomorrow if we were being. That would be pure Amy and James. But we just want to have a few more samples come first. Yeah. Have a things like look. run run the mugs through the dishwasher a few times. Put yeah. the jumpers through the wash a few times. Stuff like that. See what they do. Um, yep. So, but any feedback or anything you'd like, any words that you'd really like to have on yeah, these things? Because they're basically just, know. they're going to be like, oh, that was a weird sound my throat oh my made. Um, any, it's going to be jump, all these, you know, t-shirts and hoodies and stuff in general is going to have my words. some of Amy's quotes on them. Yeah. 
Um, so anything you'd really like to see, just let us know. Yeah. That'd be great. Also, I've been recording my audiobook. Oh, yeah. Amy, and then Amy's book will come out in December. Yes. Regrettably, I am about to cause trouble. Yep. Um, a book about witches, 16th century. I've been recording it. It has been a process. <laughs> yeah. I love it, but fuck me. It's really, really energy intensive. Um, but it's super exciting to see this book come to life and it's wild, yo. Should and just a out? reminder that if you want, you can buy Amy's first published book. Mm, um, the Rules Are the Held, rules by, are held no by, one. by No One. On Audible or on in print yeah, or on Kindle. You can listen to me. Right now. You, you just go to Amy's website and you can find a link to it. Yeah. Um, or search on Audible or Amazon or Barnes & Noble or whatever you want. And it's out there and it's awesome. Maybe, I, I think there'd be people out there who didn't realize you had a published, a published book. Yeah. No, and and I, really love, I love the rules upheld by no one very yep. much. She's a sweetie betweety, and I really enjoyed recording her and just doing things. I reckon things. people are start, starting to stop listening Okay, now. great, right. They're like, really? Am I going to listen done. to this? Am I really going to listen to this? Oh, but they should have listened to the end because if you enter if you, this access code, you get 1 million percent off all our stuff. And the access code is... 